Joining me is accomplished Canadian ultra runner Shonda Hill, and she's here today to talk about her passion for endurance running, working out with her goats, yes, working out with her goats, and fitness tips. Welcome, Shonda. Good morning, Christine. Yeah, so I'm so excited to talk to you today, and um, Happy New Year, and yeah, so tell us about when your passion for endurance running began, because I think you were into your actually national ranked BMX racer. Yeah, I, I started out, you know, younger, 14 years old, and my brother first got into BMX racing, and then, you know, I was down at the track watching him, and some of the guys said, oh, you couldn't do that, and I was like, yeah, I could, and so that kind of started my whole BMX <laughs> racing, and uh, carried on till uh, 2003, when I was 21 and I got uh, hit by a vehicle from behind while riding my bike up the mountain mm. where we live. And uh, that kind of, you know, set over the course of events. It was really, really traumatic at the time. And, you know, thankfully that I made it through, but it was, it was a long rehab program. And, you know, I had serious injuries. You don't fly 30 feet after being hit by a vehicle without repercussions. Oh. But uh, it was, it was a really, really hard time. And, you know, when you finally come through the other side, I, I took up running, and that was basically the beginning of it all. And it was it was hard because I had, you know, serious injuries to my neck and back. And when mm. I would run, I would come home and and ice my neck at night, and you know, wonder if it's really worth it. But finally, there was something that I could do, and the running is you know, basically kept me going until 2014 when I got into ultra triathlon. So it kind of just, it was a journey, but it's, I really, really appreciate where it's come. Well, Shonda, how did you get back on track? I mean, was it support? Um, Was it like, what, what, I mean, what gave you that incentive like to, I, I, or drive? Um, I, I, I think each person has their own personal journey and when things hit us, you know, nobody has a go-to plan mm. or, you know, just how do you get back up after that? And and I think there's times that you experience afterwards that are very, very dark. And for me, you know, I had all of those times. I'm, I'm not superhuman in that aspect, but you know, the real turning point was a couple years after the accident and, I looked around and, and I had all these doctors and all these specialists that were, you know, working on me and they would say, well, you know, what's your goal? And I said, oh, well, I just want to, I want to be back where I used to be mm. because I was fine with how things were. And when I finally realized that not one of them could ever give me back or put me back how life as I remembered it, you know, they weren't capable of doing that. And because of that, I realized that, that, you know, I had to, you know, sort of take things into my own hands and move forward and and whatever was going to happen in the future, you know, I had to take control of that and realize that nothing was going to be the same, but I could at least grasp whatever I still had and move forward with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what steps did you take? Like, I mean, I mean, baby steps, right? But I mean, can you tell us like your training? Like, how did you start? Well, my my <laughs> my first goal. I mean, it's crazy now. You know, you think back. My first goal was to walk a kilometer, mm. and you know, it, as 
bizarre as that sounds, that first kilometer was such a big step because I had so many problems with my back that mm. uh, it would it would seize up, and so I would end up, you know, on the side of the road in the ditch crying, telling my mom, thank God for her support, mm. you know, telling her, come and pick me up, because that was as far as I could go. And eventually that one kilometer, you know, turned to a couple more kilometers, and I was able to walk the eight kilometers, you know, from my house to town. Wow. And then she would pick me up and, and drive me home. So, you know, those, those were baby steps in the beginning. So it, it didn't start with running, but it, it enabled me to have a sense of, you know, there's there's something that I could do once again. And if there's something you can start with, even if it's a really small goal, and you, you move forward with that small goal, then there's a good chance that maybe if you're going to do a kilometer this week, in, in, in a week or another week, you're going to be able to do another kilometer. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I mean, like, I mean, you are a testament of, of iron will and, you know, inspiration for many that's listening. And so in 2017, I understand you were ranked international, well, international ultra triathlon association, female in the world. And you hold a world record as the only female to compete two decas. What's two decas? (laughs) (laughs) So so basically, uh, a deck is the equivalent of 10 Ironman. Mm. So a deck consists of a 38-kilometer swim oh. and 1,800-kilometer bike ride and then a 442-kilometer run. And basically from the time that the clock starts, you go. If you sleep, you stop to eat. Whatever you do, that clock is ticking away. So it's basically 10 continuous Ironmans, but done with the whole swim, whole bike, and oh. whole run. So, so when when I finished in 2017, um, basically I had done my first DECA and in Switzerland, uh, come back and that was in August. Come back in in October, I went down to do the triple in Virginia, and I was you know on my way home from the triple, coming home, and I'd never planned on doing you know the next DECA, and what had happened is. I got, you know, got to the airport, loaded everything on, and uh, a mentor of mine, he was competing the next week in Mexico at the DECA that was being held there. And I basically (laughs) pulled all of my stuff off of the flight and, you know, talking to the race director and everything else, rerouted my flights and ended up racing, you know, that following weekend at the um, Mexico DECA. And that put me in the world records for having you know, to Mexico, like the Mexico and the Switzerland DECA done all in one year, which no female had done before. Wow. I mean, rank number one in the uh, International Ultra Triathlon Association, female in the world. But why do you love those distances? I mean, I when I said at the beginning, you're in, you know, extreme endurances, right? I mean, it's, it's amazing. Well, I, I think, I think partially I love the challenge, you know, that I would say that would be the first thing. And secondary, you know, I'm I'm average between 150 and 160 pounds, which is not ridiculously heavy, but it's, uh, you know, for a triathlete, when you're looking at shorter distances, say Ironman, a lot of them are very, very light, and they're able to maintain that. And given the fact that I have overall functionality, you know, as a female, and I carry a lot more muscle, longer distances work so well for me because I have the base that I'm able to, to go, you know, for days and days. 
without going in with such a low body fat percentage that, you know, I lose that and then I'm putting my body in, in such great amounts of stress, my body seems to be okay with those distances. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I've just found what works best for me and, you know, I'm just running with it. Wow. I mean, you're also, you're also a mother. How do you balance uh, your training, your motherhood, your work? Like, how well, I, you know what, the, the biggest thing is, is, is during the summer, I, I have a very physical job, you know, I mm. landscape, and so that's, it's a curse and a, a gift at the same time, you know, it's really hard on your body, but what it does is being at work, you know, and having a physical job, I treat it like training, so, you know, say, say I have to move a rock wall, and that would take somebody six hours, I make my goal to do it in four hours, because I feel like, then I don't have to go out on my bike or then I don't have to go out and swim Mm. because I've given my body, you know, that physical workout. So I actually train, you know, less than, than almost any other athlete out there on the circuit just because I have a physical job and balancing, you know, I come home and spend time with my son and I'm able to have a fairly, you know, normal lifestyle Mm -hmm. because of that, because I have a physical job. Wow. I mean, so what about training now? I mean, you train with your goats, right? Is that paddleboarding? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, each 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 cross training activity that you do, I feel helps and contributes mm. to your overall strength. And so, rather than me focus on getting you know hundreds of miles in a week, uh, I'll go out and I'll do things that I really enjoy. You know, paddleboarding with my goats. I have one goat; he's done twenty k with me, and. You know, we'll start at one end of the lake and we'll go to the other end of the lake, have lunch. And, you know, he, he just loves hanging out. And I, that's, that's a gift in itself, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, for, for, say, swim training, a lot of mine, you know, in the wintertime, rather than going swimming, because I absolutely hate chlorinated water, I'll go to the gym and I'll do the pegboard. And, and what that will do is not necessarily give me swim technique, but it will give me the strength in my shoulders to be able to, you know, have the same activity level when I, when I go in and need to swim. Wow. And, you know, so Shonda, tell us some fitness tips, like, um, you know, it's a new year, new beginning. Um, for people who are listening, what fitness tips or advice would you give? Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned before, the, the biggest thing is, is so often, you know, I see it so often is, is we say, you know, tomorrow I'm going to start this or, you know, I'm, I'm going to have those extra calories, that extra bag of chips this weekend. And then on Monday, I'm going to start something. My best advice is don't wait till Monday. Don't mm. wait till tomorrow. Whatever you're going to do, even if it's small, even if it's committing to going out for a 10 minute walk today, that 10 minute walk will set in motion and make it easier to commit to bigger things as the week goes on and to, you know, once you make those positive goals, you're training your brain and each little bit that you attack and take on towards your goal is going to make that goal so much easier to get to. And, and the, the truth of it all is just to not wait till tomorrow. It's whatever you're going to do, do something today. Yes. Cause that motivates you. It gets you like what you said, it keeps you uh, motivated and it's setting those small smaller goals if you will and because you'll get there right like it's yeah. mm-hmm. so 
other, you know, you paddleboard with your goats, which is just awesome. What else do you do? I mean, like, um, like what's next for you? Well, you know, if, if this year I, I'm, I'm remaining optimistic about this year in racing mm. and, and if the race directors are able to hold races, I, I'm signed up uh, for the first time ever. Switzerland is going to be holding um, a race that has a payout and it's about a quarter of the entry fee for first place. You know, it, it's something in my sport that hasn't happened a lot before. But, you know, at, at these distances, I think it's it's really fantastic that it's going to make things, you know, a little bit easier for the athletes. So my, my goal is to go to the World Championships in Switzerland uh, for the DECA there. That'll be this August. There's going to be, I believe, a quintuple, and I'm not sure if a DECA in Mexico again. And then New Orleans is going to be holding a double DECA. So if I can work my butt off and, you know, <laughs> afford... <laughs> And get to those races. My goal is, you know, the two decas and the double deca this year, which would give me forty Ironmans in three and a half months. Oh, that's wonderful! Oh my goodness, that's just why not, right? Exciting. We're lucky to be alive. Yes. No, um, Shonda, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, not not so much. I think. <laughs> well, if if people want to, um, you know, contact you or follow you on your socials, can you? give us your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, I have Instagram under Shanda Hill ultra athlete and under the same name on Facebook. And I do my best to get on there whenever I can and, you know, entertain <laughs> you with the guys in a couple, couple videos every now and then. <laughs> and goats, right? There's photos of you paddleboarding <laughs> with your goats and it's, yeah. it's just so much fun. And, Sean, I want to thank you very much um, for your time. It was such a pleasure speaking with you, and I'd like to do it again. Awesome. Well, I, I hope someday that you'll come up here and visit and get to hang out at the funny farm. Oh, I, I look forward to it. And we'll do a story again. <laughs> so, awesome. Yes. Thank you very much, Shonda. Yeah.